A family of three walk up to the counter of a financial office demanding an explanation for their child's costly tuition balance. The woman behind the counter checks the student's account and lamentably explains to the mother and father that their child has lost his scholarship for failure to maintain a certain GPA. The student's father is livid, not at his son but at the woman behind the counter. He insists she doesn't know what she is doing and asks her to check and recheck the account. After much dispute, he demands to see her superior. The woman gets up from her chair, spins in place, and sits back down. I am the boss, she says. The man, now surprised and irritated, replies, No, who is your boss? Calm and collected, the woman behind the counter responds, You want to speak to my boss? You will be speaking with the president of the university. You'd better get started on an appointment, because he is a very busy man. Hello, and welcome all to my podcast, Hola from Paola. As you've guessed, my name is Paola, and what I've just described is an exchange I witnessed between the family of a student and the bursar herself. Women are not only perceived as less competent than men within the customer service industry, among others, but are treated with greater disrespect than their male counterparts, despite having the same experience. Gender discrimination is just as perpetuated through public expectation, if not more, than within office walls. According to Jessica Susan in an article on how gender expectations impact customer service, select services industries are dominated, or at least have been thought to be traditionally dominated, by either male or female service staff. This perception is most likely analogous to women being nurses and flight attendants and men being some form of technician or even in a managerial position. Likewise, men in industries thought to be dominated by women will still be treated with superiority. Oftentimes, customers expect and respond better to service staff who are of the expected gender in the business they are frequenting. Broken down into simpler terms, a good portion of the American public, men and women alike, think men are more competent than women at the same tasks. This discrimination may present itself as derogatory language, a higher sense of hostility towards the employee, a greater frequency of complaints and expletives, and even dismissal of the employee as seen in the previous interaction jumping to the next person up the chain of command. Despite this information about the conscious impact of gender expectations, women are still constantly experiencing an ongoing discrimination within their industries. Additionally, negative feedback received from calls or personal experiences as reported by customers have to be considered by superiors when it comes to the future of those women in those positions, both politically and financially. This discrimination is likely to correlate to the widening gap between men and women's salaries, which online data provider DataUSA.io reported to be an average of $36,000 for men and an average of $29,000 for women. While it is an ongoing anecdote between employees of customer service that people can be a bit rude or difficult to work with, it is doing a lot more damage than can be fixed by an inside joke. Sarah Betts's article, Implicit Gender Bias in Customer Service, What the Data Tells Us, describes Betts' own personal accounts of discrimination in her line of work. She writes, quote, 
I've been doing this online support thing for a little over five years now. As a cis female, I've experienced life as a woman my entire life. I'm fully aware that I'm treated differently from being told to dress modestly as a young teen to being called a girl or doll as a woman in my late 30s. When I took on the persona of Samwell with a male picture, I suddenly had roughly seven hours a day where I didn't have to accept the standard treatment of a female in tech. I rarely used our block command reserved for abusive chats, while as Sarah, I used it at least daily. I found that as Samwell, my advice was taken seriously and my suggestions for fixing complicated technical issues were accepted. In short, I was perceived as competent, end quote. Betz's own experience and data provides that not only did customers treat her with more respect when they thought she was a man, but they also trusted Samwell's judgment more than Sarah's, who notes that she experienced pushback 100% of the time, much like the bursar herself did when working behind the counter to cover for an employee. In my own experience working in finance, after working with a certain family, I knew that my future in finance would hold unpleasant hardships. I worked one of the desks in student financial services to help students with the details of their financial accounts. A man and a woman approached my kiosk and were initially cross at the amount they had to pay for their daughter's tuition. I broke down their expenses and explained why each estimate was priced as it was. It's not a magic number. When they expressed their concerns about how to pay, I proceeded to name some loans I am allowed to name, as I was taught to do. They continuously spoke to me degradingly, getting louder with each exclamation. They demanded to speak to a superior, so I referred them to the man in the kiosk next to mine. I was within earshot of their conversation and proceeded to hear my coworker tell them literally everything I had told them not 10 minutes prior. They praised him, telling him, thank you, thank you so much, you were extremely helpful. I cried in the bathroom when I had finished with my next family. Now, some people may argue that there are certain laws in place to account for gender and racial discrimination, so there, in theory, shouldn't be a problem. My response to them is, yes, this is an excellent point and a great step towards equality for minorities but it does not completely solve the problem expressed in these reports. According to WorkplaceFairness.org, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 is a federal law that protects individuals from discrimination based upon sex. This law makes it illegal for an employer to discriminate against individuals in hiring, firing, and other terms and conditions of employment, such as promotions, raises, and other job opportunities because of their sex. This law, while a great one, protects against employers who discriminate their employees on the basis of their sex, not against consumer behavior. You cannot change, predict, or forecast consumer behavior on the spot. When some agents appear to work slower, resolve fewer tickets, take longer to solve customer issues, or just genuinely have crappier metrics, as Betts concludes, Employers' hands are often forced to utilize the feedback that they are given in order to make the life-changing decisions that men are otherwise handed simply on the grounds that their customer feedback is comparably better.
Discrimination is an issue as old as time, evident in the most important events in history, but also in seemingly innocent places like an office. The way to combat this resilient issue is to protect against gender biases projected mainly by the consumer, not just employees. Perhaps taking the approach that businesses do when facing allegations from false, biased, or dishonest reviews on platforms like Yelp or Google Reviews, and that can help employers track employee progress appropriately. According to DataUSA.io, as of 2018, 64.8% of customer service representatives in America are female, making them the more common gender in the occupation. The impact even a slight change in awareness can make in the progression for women's equality in the workplace can be far more dramatic than we predict, with the possibility of influencing millions of women to be empowered to do more. My experiences with discrimination very quickly wore me down. It is no doubt that women who face pushback daily can be inspired to do more. So the next time you find yourself on the opposite end of a conversation with a customer service employee, put yourself in their shoes. If your concerns were put to rest and questions were answered, give them a good customer review. You may see how much it will make a difference in their careers. What will you do to pay it forward?